Welcome to the Photography Opinion Podcast. We discuss all things photo, video, and camera related. I'm Ben Lucas. And I'm Stuart Marlantis. And this is PhotoLog. know a couple dozen episodes back we told people that they shouldn't back kickstarters most of the time but i have a confession to make i still back kickstarters here and there and uh so do i you can catch me perusing the kickstarter site which is a big mistake by the way don't do this but perusing the kickstarter site and looking for cool campaigns to check out um which try to sucker me out of my money um that being said for the one cool campaign that i see on kickstarter there's probably nine that are terrible that at least yeah at least if not more and they make a lot of the same mistakes um which which is frustrating like i feel like at this point kickstarter's been around for quite a while why are people not getting the message about how to run a kickstarter well um and so i don't know i was thinking maybe we could talk about that today I love it. I love it. Yeah, there have been a few Kickstarters that I have very much wanted to back because they did everything right, mm-hmm. but the price was just too high. And I'm like, yeah. oh, you're so close. Mm-hmm. I want to give you my money, but it's too much. Or they do everything right, and then they make like one mistake, which is a deal breaker. Like 80% of it is like, I am so on board, and then there's one thing they do, and you're like, ooh, that indicates some potential problems in this kickstarter actually being successful and you back out um i don't know i feel like i've had pretty good luck with kickstarter um pretty much everything i've backed has i've had terrible luck with kickstarter oh yeah less than half the stuff i've backed uh has actually come out successfully um (laughs) fun stuff so even even when people are um uh, even when people make a good kickstarter sometimes it goes wrong but still if you're gonna make a kickstarter you should do things the right way and i feel like we can Help you shouldn't make that. people wait for six years to get an RFID reader. It's a thing that already exists. Anyway, <laughs> not 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 that I'm super bitter about that or anything. <laughs> a non um, non specific RFID Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> not not that I'm trying to call out anyone specifically, but no, of uh, yeah, not. Gear Eye, get your crap together. Okay, uh, <laughs> did I just say that? Yeah, I'm keeping that in. That's happening. Um, But for all of you at home, so today we are going to talk about how to do Kickstarter wrong. It is all of the pitfalls and foibles and terrible things that we see online that if you are a content creator, don't do any of these things. Mm -hmm. But before we jump into this, hey, did you know I have a Kickstarter? It launches tomorrow. <laughs> Crazy coincidence that you wanted to talk about this episode today, Stuart. Yeah, uh, that's, that's I, I that's heard amazing. maybe somebody was having a Kickstarter and and uh, you know <laughs> good cross promotional opportunities. <laughs> so yes, um, the second Galactic Pinups calendar is coming out tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. it, if you are watching this on launch day, um, search Galactic Pinups on Kickstarter. Uh, you'll have to change the filter from all to upcoming, but then you can click on the notify me when it launches uh on day one everything will be a lot cheaper for than the rest of the campaign so get that early bird calendar um it is going to be a nerd themed pinup calendar with a lot of fun drink recipes so get on it galactic pinups galacticpinups.com on kickstarter i'd like to point out that uh ben said the (laughs) second galactic pinups calendar that's because he ran one and it was successful and awesome and i have uh, yeah 
two or three of them i think kicking around still um just because the art is so good i'm not you know gonna throw them away <laughs> they're awesome um but yeah you have run a successful Kickstarter. I have so, run a successful Kickstarter. So this so is not, not us. Average Joe. Yeah, this is not us talking about Kickstarters and being like, back our totally unproven Kickstarter, or our, your Kickstarter, rather. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to take credit for it. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yes, uh, you have run successful Kickstarters. I, I have also run an unsuccessful Kickstarter. Well, that's true. Which, you know which uh, I've learned a lot of lessons from that one. And mm-hmm. I've also been on the campaign teams for other people's kickstarters As and I. i've seen them both fail and succeed yeah so um no i i have probably been a part of probably 10 or 12 different kickstarters including the two of my own the one successful one and the one uh failed one and mm-hmm. we can we can talk more more yeah. about that too so let's get it right into it what makes a bad kickstarter oh there's there are so many things let's start with the video um Now, I'm going to start by saying not everyone watches the video, so you need to have everything in both video and still form, because if someone's, like, on the toilet at work and they don't they don't want to listen to a video you know (laughs) they're not they just want to scroll really quickly before they have to you know go back to their desk um so so you need to make sure that people who don't watch the video still are not missing super important bits of information that said you must 100% have a video i know kickstarter says it's optional in my book it's not Mm mm-hmm and you don't have to so a lot of these kickstarters are uh, kickstarter videos rather can be like really high budget like they obviously put a lot of time and a lot of effort into the video i'm i'm not going to advocate for that like that's cool if you can do that but your video should be competently made it doesn't have to be amazing hollywood effects and like there is only one technical thing we will judge you on everything else can be shot with your phone correct Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What what is that one thing that you must get right? Uh, well, I would say audio. <laughs> yes, yes, audio. <laughs> yes, because newsflash: we've said this a million times, but if you haven't heard it before, video video succeeds or fails on audio. You can uh, you can have a surprisingly crappy looking video, but good audio, and people will watch it and and, and enjoy it. If you have crappy audio but the most amazing looking video in the world uh people will click out of that really fast um i'm looking at you tenet uh movie came out recently the audio was all over the place and a mess and uh, a lot of people complained about it not that it looked bad they complained about the audio um yeah let's happens to the best uh, of us i'm gonna do a quick demonstration so how many of you would listen to the podcast if the whole thing sounded just like this right if I sound like I'm in an echo chamber super far away from my microphone. Mm-hmm. No, no, don't no. don't do it. Get it get it right. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you can be you can be modest in every other respect. I mean, you should still be competent, right? Like try to expose things correctly. Try not to have, you know, shaky cam, but you can be very modest in every other thing about your video, but your audio needs to be good or it's not happening. And yeah. that will literally that literally could cause your campaign to fail. No kidding. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, so I think that's really the one uh, technical 
thing. Everything else is uh, more about uh, kind of the rewards or how you make people feel or see sure. or conceive your project. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, what are, what are some other things that people get wrong, uh, whether it's in the video or the campaign? Um, yeah, well... Um... So one of the things that I think I look for in Kickstarter uh, the most is not, weirdly enough, not the idea. Like, I want to buy into the team or the person behind the idea and trust that they are competent. And if the idea has to shift or change over time, that they're going to do their best to either deliver or, you know or change it and deliver a new thing appropriately. Like I want to, I want to buy, I want to believe them. I want to trust the team. And I think a lot of the things that we're going to talk about today are, um, examples of, of ruining that trust or perhaps coming across the wrong way, (laughs) like a way that you do not want to appear. And, um, so yeah, like, you know, of course, at the end of the day, you want the thing, the reward that the Kickstarter is promising, but if you don't believe that they can deliver on that reward, what's the point? Like, you need to back the team or the person behind it. Um, and it's not a store. Unfortunately, Kickstarter is not a store. Um, so you need to believe that they'll deliver. And uh, a lot of these things indicate that somebody's not going to deliver. Or if they do deliver something, it's not going to be very good. <laughs> That's the other aspect, is that you want to believe that they're going to uh, put a focus on quality and uh, communication. So that starts immediately with the campaign both in the video and in text um i'm gonna skip down the page of a kickstarter immediately and the first thing i'm gonna talk about is risks um this is a big one that i almost immediately like if i find a campaign that i like i almost immediately ignore everything on the page and scroll down to risks and see what people talk about in risks uh this is a big one if people say yeah at least for me like if people Hmm. are flippant about their risks um i'm almost immediately not going to back the kickstarter uh this is a common thing you see with that's true with people that are like there's no risk it's fine right exactly and this is a common thing you see with people that are new to kickstarter is they're like you know what risk could there possibly be like i am such a great person and there's no chance that this could possibly go wrong and i won't be able to deliver um i would i would rather see somebody that says like hey you know there's like a 60 percent chance of this being uh, uh, this uh, happening and here's why then somebody who says there's no possible way this isn't going to happen I don't believe that like I would I would rather trust and put my money behind somebody who's like yeah there's a possibility this won't happen and here are those possibilities we have done our best to to make sure that that doesn't become a problem but these this is the realistic uh, this is a realistic look at the possibility of this campaign failing. I really appreciate that kind of stuff. So like that kind of honesty, I would say that's huge in the risk part of the page, but honesty in general is something that I look for. If, if I get the feeling that they're trying to make themselves look bigger and, and fancier and, uh, you know, uh, more uh, competent than they actually are <laughs> as weirdly as that sounds that i'm much less interested <laughs> oh yeah no no this yeah. is not a job interview no you can't no. smoke the internet yep you might be able to trick one person you can't smoke the internet exactly um so you? so so on my I'll, I'll just start by kind of responding to your question so mm-hmm. actually on on the new kickstarter that's coming out go go look at it galacticpenups.com uh, on the new kickstarter that's coming out for the risks and challenges part it, it's funny that you say that because i actually kind of put like 
there's not any risk. Like, you're going to get a calendar. Like, that's mm-hmm. kind of it. But here's the difference. I didn't say there is no risk. You're an idiot. This section is stupid. Why is this section here? Mm-hmm. What I said was... I'm using a company that I've been using for all my promotional material for the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, they printed the last calendar. Uh, they have excellent customer service. In the rare event something has gone wrong, they fix it very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I've already done with five out of the 12 campaign months before I'm even asking you for money. But by the time Kickstarter even gives me my money, all 12 mm-hmm. will be done anyway. Of like, All of these things are done or happening or set in place. Mm-hmm. Well, and you've done another one before, right? So there have been yeah. Kickstarters what? where I've backed a individual or company that's done something before, and their second risks page is a lot less involved. They're like, hey, we've done this before. We're doing a very similar thing again. Yep. Um, you know, here's what we did last time, or here's who we're going with, or here's how we're making this thing. And I'm like, okay, cool. Or, you know, in your case, you're not explicitly saying the print could fail and nobody gets anything. You're saying, like, you know, reading between the lines. The print could fail, but if it does, this printer has been yep. great about handling the stuff before. Cool. That's so, excellent. so pretty much, pretty much the only risk for me is I'm doing Rose City Comic Con in mm-hmm. September, and I would very much like to have the calendars. But if something happens and like a model hurts themselves or scheduling falls through, and like I'm not able to get it by September, mm-hmm. of like that is the biggest risk but you don't care about that i care about that because <laughs> yeah. i care about selling more calendars yep. Yep. um but if it falls through in september of like i'm gonna fix it by december when mm-hmm. you need your calendar of like that's gonna happen yep. like 100 well, percent. and that that indicates uh another lack of risk for the individual receiving the calendar in that you're shooting for months ahead of when they would actually receive this calendar so at worst Mm -hmm. what oh no you get delayed a month you get delayed two months oh no like whoop-de-doo people are still going to get their calendar i I mean like a three-month buffer yeah like that sucks for you but that seeing that you're shooting for something much earlier inspires confidence because if the worst happens sucks for rose city comic-con but i know that i'm going to get my calendar at the end of the day so i'm not saying with risks that you have to like you know self-flagellate and you have to say oh you know don't back me i'm such a risk i'm not saying that i'm just saying like have you considered the risks are you going open-minded into risky territory um and if so i'm like cool you know we're on the same page Hmm. i get the kickstarter is a risk and you get the kickstarter is a risk and we're both on the same page and so i'd rather give myself or i'd rather give my money to somebody that uh, that gets that so if you say there's no risk um, I am not backing you, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. A couple a couple other things that I see constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, don't be creepy. I yes. think we said this last time. Mm-hmm. Don't 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 be. Cre- I don't really have anything to expand on that. Just don't be creepy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You. Um, uh... That's it. That's that's the whole thing. We can move on to the next thing. Yeah. Don't be creepy. <laughs> see uh, that too much. I was just gonna say uh, you see that too much. <laughs> you see it way too much. Um, okay, so another one that you see is um, there are times where people waste the video. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, um, not everyone's going to watch the videos, so it is um, important that you have everything in the campaign. But when you waste the video, um, like, there was one where they showed, like, a clip from a movie that was, like, tangential to what their campaign was actually about because they were doing, like, a photography campaign, so they just showed, like, a clip from, like, 
I, I don't remember what it was. Let's just say it was like Napoleon Dynamite school photos. And mm-hmm. then and then the Kickstarter pitch is over. I'm like, I got no information or context about what the heck is happening here. You don't know what you're doing immediately off the bat. So when I said that the that the video is technically optional, but it's not optional, do not consider it optional. Like, I would rather you have no video mm-hmm. than waste your video. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there like one of the things that I, I see relatively consistently with Kickstarters, which I consider a waste uh, is just slideshows. Like, yeah, I can see photos or graphics on your page. Like if you're just, if your videos, if you do a slideshow with a voiceover. Yeah. If you do a voiceover. Okay. But a lot, like I see a surprising number of just, slideshows like they're just like oh let me just throw it into iMovie and put the Ken Burns effect on it and just like that's the video like just don't even bother if you're not going to at least do a voiceover what's the point um yeah so yeah uh, and uh no vis- video is better than lazy or wasted video for sure and for that sure. voiceover better have good audio um okay so let's see <laughs> what are what are some other bad ones um oh uh, bad Kickstarter campaigns uh, can live or die with the premise. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now that's not to say that a cosplay calendar like I'm doing, that's essentially what it is. It's it's a cosplay calendar. Um, I am doing a cosplay calendar that I think is a good idea. And I've seen other cosplay calendars that I think are bad ideas. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I'm a better photographer and no other photographer could possibly do a cosplay calendar. What I'm saying is that when the photos are very amateur level and you're charging, you know, $40, $50 for like a handful of four by sixes before you like actually get a calendar and you're not actually showing any of your photography work, um, you can talk to me all day. But if you're doing a photography campaign, I better damn well see some of your photography. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so so I think a lot of those kind of get wasted. Um, I saw another Kickstarter where it was, hey, I want to make an art project. Pay me for my money. Like, just like give or pay, pay me for my money. Pay me for my time. Just give me money. Yeah. Like that was the campaign. And it's like, what do I get? You you get nothing. If 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 this is successful, then I will get paid my hourly wage to make this thing that I can then go sell. Of like, no, that's a terrible, terrible like starting point. Mm-hmm. Um this uh, like we just said it's not a store, but it but it kinda is. Like yeah. You should expect to give people a thing that is of like a relative return, you know. Yeah, you see, you see this as like um, uh, uh, I want to charitably call these education kickstarters, or people are like I want to do a thing, so pay me to exist and learn how to do this thing or work yeah. on this thing. Like, cool. Um, nobody else is getting paid for that. Usually, people pay for their education. Or at the very best, it's free in some respect. But yeah, we're we're not going to pay you to, to learn things. Like I, I wish we all lived in a world where we could get paid to learn things all the time. That's all I would ever all. do. But uh, we don't live in that world, and so yeah, I'm not going to just give. Well, and then the other problem with that is, what what is their obligation then? They're they could just not learn the thing or do something entirely different. You gave them money for basically nothing, and it's usually like, oh, I swear I'm going to run a blog or I swear I'm going to have a YouTube channel, and you're going to watch this. 
that never happens because <laughs> it turns out running a blog or YouTube channel is a lot of work and you, it people really would rather is. just not do that as as someone who has done both oh dear lord yeah <laughs> there's a reason I don't blog anymore people yeah. I know I should but I just don't have the bandwidth mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly well you do you've got you're on fiber now but <laughs> um yeah i just went to dinner the other day with my friend who got their doctorate and they're like oh man like life's been crazy like i have i have two kids and i got my doctorate and i'm working full time and i'm like yeah i know what you mean uh i i have a photo shoot this weekend i am similarly swamped <laughs> um <laughs> i don't have anything to follow up on that uh, nope. Moving forward, you, I, you can kind of you see this as actually a trend in general. These like personal Kickstarters, like around their lives. Um, uh, one that I've seen quite a few times, uh, including unfortunately for people that I know personally, is I want to go on a vacation. Can you please pay for my vacation? Yeah. I would love for people to pay for my vacation. <laughs> I wish this one worked. And and usually what <laughs> these usually what these turn up into are I'm gonna go like either write a blog about or a guide to or mm-hmm. take photos of X place. Yeah. And it's a very thinly veiled of like, I want to do a photo project in Iceland. I mean, like, don't we all? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I see what you're doing. This is a very lazy <laughs> excuse. Yeah. So if you are uh, the only, the only alternative to this would be like, it's not actually vacation. If it's somebody that's established and they're like, Hey, I've been doing all this coverage. Like I've watched, like there are many YouTubers that I enjoy that their whole thing is basically traveling to a place and documenting it and showing you what's there. If one of these Kickstarters or one of these YouTubers, excuse me, tomorrow started Kickstarter and said, Hey, I've covered all these places or all of this stuff in this place. I want to go to this other country and do a series on that. I might consider backing that because that's their job. Like they're, yes, they're on a vacation, but they have an established output of, you know, vlogs or blogs or photos or whatever. And and here's the thing to that person. Mm -hmm. That's not a vacation. It's not, it's working. They will have enjoyable time while they are there, but it is very much work. Like, um, I, when, when, so I say Iceland because I did a photo shoot in Iceland and let me tell you, uh, did, did I bring my wife and did we try to turn it into a mini vacation? Yes, we did. We were there for 10 days and six of them we got to kind of just like relax a little bit. But the other four days, a lot of work, a lot of planning, a lot of effort. I was like in photographer zone from sunup to sundown and even hours into the night. Um, no, it was it, it like it was a nice trip, but it was not a vacation. I was there because I needed to work. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And and for some of this stuff, like I would recommend if you're this kind of if you're this kind of creator, let's say that you are doing this. Um, I would steer you away from Kickstarter. I would say go to Patreon. Make this an ongoing thing. If you're continually mm. traveling and making art while you travel, um, you need ongoing support for that. And there are plenty of Patreons that do very well basically doing that one thing. Um, I would say if you are that person that this works for, probably don't do Kickstarter. Probably do a Patreon or something like that because um, you. Uh, this is a... This kind of one and doneness is not very good for yeah. ongoing media creation like that. Um, if you're not that kind of person and you're just looking for a vacation, 
uh, don't bother, please. <laughs> so, so here's here's another Kickstarter esque thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some Kickstarters where it's like, hey, we want to make a movie, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it's we need funding to make a movie. Cool, Fair makes enough. sense. Mm-hmm. But um, let's let's take my calendar for instance. If I came to you and said, I would like to make a calendar, this is how much it costs to print and do the calendar, this is how much it costs for um, for for just one of the shoots, um, bought a wig, um, uh, I uh, commissioned someone to make a 3D printed prop, I bought a kiddie pool, and I'll be buying about 8 to 10 gallons of milk, and all of that all in is costing me somewhere in the realm of 80 to 100 bucks. So, like, that's just for one of the 12 calendar months. So you can see how this can add up quickly that I'm spending a decent chunk of change. Um, I spent $200 at BevMo because it's a drink-themed calendar to get all of the alcohols and spirits I need to test. I'll be testing roughly 200 drink recipes by the time we're done to make sure that the 12 that end up in the calendar are actually any good. Um, so again, these are all things that like I'm paying for right now. And it's, I, would I like to get that money back? Yes, I would. But if I came to you and said, Hey, I need to get props and I need to do camera and I need to actually pay for the calendar of all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be like, okay, so, so what have you done so far? No, 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 no. I'm not going to start shooting until you pay me. Like, <laughs> complete deal breaker like mm-hmm. if if you're doing prototyping or something like that you don't come to kickstarter with an idea you come to kickstarter with a prototype mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you say we need to do the run now so when i come to kickstarter i come to the kickstarter saying hey whether you pay me a dime or not this has all been shot this is the investment i've made this is the time that i'm doing um like when you shoot a film like don't go to Kickstarter to shoot the film, mm-hmm. go to Kickstarter saying I shot a film and now I need to hire like the colorist and the sound editor and actually get it finished. Like that makes, and then like show us some of the film, mm-hmm. um, for the, for the pin, pinup calendar, I'm shooting the whole calendar. I need you so that I can actually print the physical thing I will send you. Cause no, I'm not going to drop two grand printing a thing if no one wants it. Yep. Yeah, this is a this is very much a I want to have a new piece of equipment. Um I could do something cool with it. Please buy me that piece of equipment. Uh no. <laughs> the rest of us have to buy our own equipment and then we figure out how to pay it off later. Um that's not uh that's not how this works. Uh you see this a lot with with um with uh like teenagers unfortunately um not throwing shade on teenagers is just like they're like well i have so much potential i could do if i had this really great camera i could say teenagers i say college students well yeah college (laughs) students as well i mean there's some overlap there but like you see it's my birthday get me a camera i saw that one exactly legit you see this tending to be younger is what i'm what i'm yeah not not like i'm super old and wise but you see this as pretty young (laughs) starter photographers starter videographers and they're like i really need this camera but i can't afford it look i i promise i'm gonna do so many cool things like sorry like i'd like to believe you like i i understand the struggle uh it sucks having to pay for your own but i do not believe you but you could totally lose interest in this in five minutes and then what's the point um so yeah it's uh yeah buying gear sucks 
I would love to buy a Sony Alpha One, but I don't have sixty five hundred dollars to buy it. Like <laughs> that's just how you gotta it get is. that Chronos. Or, or yeah, or the Chronos. I've, right? I've already got the Pro Blends. Yeah. Now you gotta get the Chronos, <laughs> and we'll do some real crazy high speed macro. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, it's like I need. Yeah, I, I How about I start a Kickstarter? Please buy me a high speed camera. I promise I'll do cool things with it. <laughs> like no, that's not how that works. So yeah, buying uh, unless you're already doing something cool, um, I'm not interested. I could maybe see this as like a, we've done it so far with this equipment, and look at how much we've done. And you know, if we had this extra, we could step yeah. it up to another level. I could maybe see it working, but for the most part, if somebody's like, "Please buy me a camera," "Please buy me a computer," "Please buy me X Y Z thing," I could do so many things with it. I'm like, well, you haven't done anything, so no. Yeah. I, I think we've pretty much covered kind of most of the just cursory glances as you're going through. These are the things that mm-hmm. turn people off. Don't do it. But you can still do everything right and fail. Yeah. Um, I, I, I want to talk a little bit about kind of my own experience in Kickstarter. Um, like I said, I've I've done a lot of work for other people's Kickstarters, mm-hmm. ones that have uh, failed spectacularly, ones that have just mixed the mark, ones that have succeeded with flying colors, even ones that succeeded with flying colors, but then um, once I was hands-off because I was just helping them with the campaign, they like they failed on execution. Um like that I've I've seen the whole spectrum and the whole gamut but when you take a look at just my two kickstarters so my good one was Galactic Pinups, and that was my second one. My first one was um, I got a new camera, now what? And I wanted to put together this kind of guide uh, for uh, both a kind of like book guide and a video course kind of that goes along with it for kind of intro photography stuff. And so I, I did the right thing where I shot the first first chapter essentially like Mm -hmm. i did i did the first bit and i said this is kind of what you can expect but to actually do all of this i don't have a studio at that time i like i need to pay for studio time i'm super broke but like this is what i've been able to do on my own if this is a thing you guys are interested in let's do that so i I I did the nice video. I did the nice campaign page. I had the premise. I had a little bit of it done before I even started. Um, But one of the things that I really failed to do was get people on board before it started. This is not Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will not come. Um, so, so that was really the huge mistake of just like, I buy myself in a bubble. Like people kind of said like, oh yeah, I'd like that. I'm like, oh, sweet. But someone saying it's a good idea and someone literally handing you some cash Mm -hmm. for that idea are two completely different things. And in a bubble, I said, this is a good idea. And I built it myself and I launched it. And then once I launched it, I tried getting people on board. Mm -hmm. And uh, the goal was really low. I don't even remember what it was. But I, I raised maybe a couple hundred bucks, but it wasn't enough and to pay for all the studio time it needed. And it just kind of fizzled out at the end. Um, versus now, I've been working on this for months. I have a group of like a hundred people, essentially, that even if not all hundred of those people are actually going to buy it, they're all kind of on board and helping it succeed of like, even if they don't buy one, like they'll post it on Reddit for me and Facebook and tell their friends and kind of, I have this group that is helping push this thing and has been for months, even though, so when the Kickstarter is, uh, launches on Tuesday, tomorrow, 
Um, I feel confident that if we don't hit day one funding, we'll at least hit 80, 90% day one. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's, that's kind of just a built in thing versus building it, putting it on Kickstarter and then going, Hey everyone, I made a Kickstarter. I hope you like it. That does not cut it. Yeah. So this is uh, something that a lot of people don't understand with Kickstarters, especially people have, who haven't run them before, is most of the funding for a Kickstarter happens right at the beginning and right at the end. There's like this huge trough spike. in the middle. There's a spike and then nothing. And so if you have a 30-day Kickstarter, probably 25 of those days will be little to no funding at all. And it's all yeah. at the beginning, all the end. And if you come into a Kickstarter in the middle... People just either forget or they're like, oh, I've still got a couple weeks. I can decide. Um, you really, you need you need that built in, that, that buy-in immediately to get that going. If you don't get that initial funding, almost certainly it will not succeed. You won't be able to get enough by the end. Even if you have some of a, somewhat of a spike at the end, it won't be enough to overcome it. Um, you have to kind of put that groundwork in place ahead of time or it just won't happen. Yep. Um, yeah, I had 96% funding on day one last time, and then, uh, we traveled over that mark over day two, and we did end up at, uh, what, 3,600 out of 3,000, whatever that percentage ends up at. So it did continue to climb, but I would say organic, uh, people I don't know, essentially, purchases were less than 10% of Mm -hmm. all of the all of the actual backers. So you need to have, you need to have your team and your cheerleaders and the people who want your product lined up before you post your Kickstarter. Um, And there's no easy way to do that. I, I wish we could end this podcast by saying we have your silver bullet, but you need to you need to have all the marketing and people and things in place before mm-hmm. you launch or your or even if you did everything else right, you're dead in the water. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're not if you don't have that initial. Uh, so the other thing, the other weird aspect to this is Kickstarter will promote Kickstarters that are doing well on their platform. It'll show it to more yeah. and more and more people. It'll show it on the front page. And um, if you don't have that initial rush of interest, almost certainly you will not be promoted in any way. And the, kicks, the your Kickstarter will just fade away and die quietly. And so that's the other reason why you need that initial support. Not just to succeed on monetary terms, but you need that traffic so that Kickstarter that pays boost. attention and the algorithm promotes you. Um, or, you know, at least gives you more notice so that you can make that funding by the end so um yeah that's that's very important unfortunately kickstarter like every other platform on the internet um you 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 need to fight the algorithm you need to you need to play ball with the algorithm or you will not succeed and yeah uh, and kickstarters is largely on just traffic on just people showing up and looking at it and backing it ideally so so um yeah, I, I think this has been a really good and pretty thorough, all the different ways you could do Kickstarter wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to end with uh, a few questions you can ask yourself. So if you are doing a Kickstarter, all right, question number one, is your thing actually good? Yeah, There's, not, not there. do you think it's good. <laughs> is it good? Is, is it good? <laughs> okay, and kind of if you're not sure, is this a thing people want? Mm-hmm. Because if it's not a thing people want, no one cares. Mm-hmm. Is it realistic? 
um, hey, Stuart, so why don't we shoot a feature-length film, a documentary about Ukraine using our student photography group? And, uh, you know, that, that we should be able to do that in like a month or two, right? Oh, yeah. Easy. <laughs> Inside <laughs> joke. That's how we met. And there was this one guy who wanted to do that. And we're like, why don't we try like a two-minute short film first? Mm-hmm. And then and even it took us took a forever. year to do yeah. that two-minute film. Yeah. Uh, Crazy. Um. And then are you honest with your risks, which we started with. So we'll, we'll end with that. Those, Mm. those are things like, is it good? Is it a thing people want? Are you being realistic with what you can achieve? And are, are you being honest and open? And is, is your campaign actually finished? Mm. Uh, If you don't have photos and text and stuff in your campaign, it's not finished. If you don't have a good video with clean audio, it's not finished. If you don't have people lined up to support you day one, it's not finished. Yep. Yep. For sure. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, yeah, Kickstarter is is not in many ways not a meritoc- meritocracy. Uh, it doesn't you don't succeed on just no. Is the it a popular cool idea? kids win. Yeah, the popular yeah. kids win, and uh, you got to be a popular kid. Unfortunately, that's just how it is. <laughs> as much as I hate saying that out loud, <laughs> popular gonna be popular. Exactly. <laughs> and now I'm getting a DMCA to take down this episode. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, once again, um, if you want to see more about this pinup calendar, it launches tomorrow. Go to galacticpinups.com, search Galactic Pinups on Kickstarter. Um, if you're watching this on or after the 22nd, it will be live. If you're watching it before, you have to change the filter from all to upcoming. Because apparently upcoming does not count as all in the Kickstarter filter when you're searching. Uh, weird. Whatever. Um, go get your calendar. They're cheap. They're fun. Um, it's it's a good time. And we will see you again next week with more photography opinion goodness. <laughs> go forth and succeed on Kickstarter and back galactic pinups <laughs> see you next time if you have questions or ideas for future episodes you can email us at hello at photo op.show watch us on ben's youtube channel at non-creative as in om nom nom share this with a friend and you can listen to photo op anywhere podcasts are sold or downloaded because it's free <laughs>